Well, hey, hello again. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 243. That's the episode that comes right after 242 and right before 244. And how on earth did we ever get here? I never imagined we'd have something close to 250 episodes when we launched the podcast. But here we are. So many of you have reached out to say that you enjoy the podcast and we're super appreciative. You could do us such a favor by rating us, by recommending us, by subscribing to us, by telling your friends. How's it going, everybody? How's work? I have had an insanely, insanely busy crunch time over here. I don't even know if I told you guys this. I feel like you're like a singular one girlfriend and I like haven't talked to you in a while. So that's why maybe I repeat myself. But anyway, I had clients recently who we were approaching the start date on a big renovation, November, beginning of November, and they went out and bought a new house. So, oh my gosh, scramble cancel what we can cancel, take the penalties where we have to take the penalties, and then figure out how to use most of what we've already purchased in the new space. So there was that. And then I kid you not, a month later, the same thing happened again. Very similar, but this time we weren't quite as close to pulling uh, the start gun. So it made it a little bit easier, but we had gone to the trouble of doing some of the initial preparation work, and they were going to add a small part to their house. And I even told them about the clients who bought a new house a month or two before we were scheduled to completely gut and renovate the place. And he laughed, and then he had to call me and tell me he did it too. So there's that. There's a bit of scrambling because of all that. And then the commercial project I've been talking about for a while, we are finally doing our presentation. The clients weren't in a big hurry, which was really nice for us. And it meant I could really just take my time and get everything organized and ready to go. But I'm doing that presentation this week, and I'm very, very excited about that. And then a couple of new projects, a couple of, you know, what I would describe as my COVID projects. That moment early in the pandemic when I thought, oh, gosh, this is it. I'll never work again. This is going to be the end of days. No one's ever going to call me again. And I took on a couple of projects that I would normally have taken on. Um, and they've turned out to be quite lovely people. So anyway, it's, it's, you know, I've got seven or eight kind of projects on the go, four big ones, and the rest various degrees of readiness. And that's a lot for me these days. I have had a much bigger office in the past. I've had 30 plus projects on the go, and that was fun. And there was a time for that. But now, I'm more of the mindset, I want to really service the heck out of the clients that I have, and I also want to be able to jump on a plane whenever I want and travel. So 2020, 2021 had, you know, other plans in that regard, but there's a little bit happening now, which is really fun. I'm glad you're here. If you listened to the episode last week, we talked about a random selection from the first book I ever wrote for Business of Design, Volume one, have the professional life you've always wanted. It's really the foundation and overview for how to set yourself up in terms of what you're going to charge, how you're going to manage the clients, how you're going to own and take responsibility for what you need to be responsible for to run projects like 
a boss, because that's really, really important. In this episode, we're going to turn to volume two, which you can barely lift. It's well over 300 pages. It is an insane amount of information. Most people can't believe I put it all into one book and really give it away for $100, which is so funny because when we launched the books, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years ago, they were $100 each, and they're still $100 each. So that is going to change. Uh, by 2022, that we will have a different price on those books. But for now, uh, we're going to let it ride at that. I really, when I launched Business of Design, when I wrote the book, my goal was to reach as many designers as possible and tell them, you know what, there's a better way. You don't have to work this hard and be this miserable and make no money. Let me help you. And so it really was a helping project. But uh, today, I do see this as my vocation, what I was meant to do on this earth. And I love everything that I do. I love the client work and I love the TV work and all that kind of stuff. But this is really, I think, where I give the most and get the most satisfaction. So thanks for being here. So on this episode, as I started to say, I'm going to randomly select a section, a page from volume two, which is titled, Make Every Project Satisfying for Both You and Your Client. I'm going to randomly select a page, whatever that page is, and I'm going to talk about what's on that page. And the funny thing is, last week I thought, this is crazy. I'm not going to be able to fill a podcast. And sure enough, 20 minutes later, my mouth is still moving and Cheryl's saying, cut, cut, that's enough. That's too much. Nobody wants to listen to that much of UKS. Of course, she never says it like that. She's much more diplomatic and kind. But anyway, thank goodness for Cheryl. She really keeps me on course. And this seems like a really good time to get her in here and tell us what the heck is happening at Business of Design. We're really glad you're here. It's BOD Boss Week at Business of Design, so we're so excited to be kicking off our first group. The first meeting takes place this week, and Team BOD gets to participate in that, which is uh, so great. We've been counting down to this for quite some time, so we're excited that this week is finally here. Um, also coming up, you're going to be hearing us talk a lot about this because the BOD retreat finally on our calendar for next year. Uh, we've missed getting together with our members face to face. These uh, these retreats mean so much to us and so much to the attendees who join us. So. Details are on the website. I did just add sort of a loose itinerary to the site. So for those who haven't joined us for a retreat before, you can sort of get an idea of what uh, that looks like day to day. Um, as well, if you are interested in sort of planning a little bit before you purchase that ticket, please reach out to me. I can let you know uh, some information about recommended hotels, things like that. Uh, when we start, when we finish, you can sort of look at some flights and, and things like that. I know so many people like to plan those details um, in advance and, and you know do it all at once. So details are on the website. Early bird registration is going until December 15th. You're going to save $300 and you're also only going to be asked for a 50% deposit in order to save your spot. Um, BOD member preferred pricing, of course, applies to all of our events and products. So for the retreat, members are going to save an additional $500. So make sure you get your ticket before December 15th uh, to get in on those savings. Uh, and of course, we've had a lot of interest because it's been a little while since we've been able to do a retreat. So if you're interested, if you've got questions, reach out to me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. But please, if you're interested, get those tickets uh, as soon as possible. 
and uh, we are so excited. I think I think our staff is just as excited as uh, those who have already signed up. So again, Business of Design Elite Retreat Santa Monica happening Thursday, April 28th to Sunday, May 1st, 2022. So get your tickets, details are on the website and reach out to me if you've got any questions. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Actually, Boss is finally happening. We are so, so excited. I know that we mentioned last week that I had a live event this past week, which was really fun to see people face to face. But hilariously, I left the house without my high heels. So I'm wearing these pants that are like three inches too long. I put on my driving shoes. I normally pack the high heels and I put them on when I get to the event because there's often a lot of walking, et cetera. So I had to explain why I'm wearing pants that are three inches too long. But honestly, we've been on Zoom so long, it's a miracle I remember to wear pants at all. (laughs) I promise for boss, I will be fully dressed but sans the high heels, forget it. I'm not doing that. If you're interested in Boss membership, and we know a lot of you are, the next group is launching October 2022. We will do that launch live and face-to-face. If you'd like to apply, if you'd like to know what it takes to be at the boss level, reach out to our boss, Cheryl Horn at Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. And we're so glad you guys are signing up for the retreat as well. Can't wait. All right, you know how this works now. I'm going to pick up volume number two. It's over here beside me. And uh, I'm going to move a couple of drawings and things that I have in front of me for clients. And I'm going to randomly pick a page. Um, Okay. This is not the beginning of a chapter. Last week was so easy. It was the beginning of a chapter, chapter six, as I recall. This is in the middle of what chapter? This is in the middle of chapter, I don't know. It's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. I don't know. Chapter something. Dear goodness. In the middle of section three, um, middle of section three, which is what's in the contract. It's quite a thick section. I guess that makes sense because there's a lot in the contract, right? And on this particular page, it begins with the line KSDG, that's Kimberly Selden Design Group, provides qualified subcontractors who specialize in renovation and design work. Each of our trades is insured and conforms to the highest industry standards and practices. So right off the bat, I know a lot of you are like, I'm tapping out because I don't provide the trades. That's cool. But I don't think it's entirely accurate because even if you have a painter you rely on or someone who makes window coverings, you do supply the trades. 
Now, we supply more than that. We'll do plumbers, tilers, structural engineers, architects, you name it. I'll supply all of them. And I know I always want to be respectful and careful to say you've got to work in compliance with local and federal laws wherever you live. Because for those of you who are members and you were at the BOD Live event in September, uh, it was so fun because we had somebody from uh, Zambia, we had someone from Ireland, uh, we had lots of people from the US and Canada, which is amazing. And I think we also had Joylene from Nigeria, who you've heard on the podcast. So we really are spread far and wide, and it's amazing how we have so much in common. Wow. It all, it just blows my mind because years ago I thought I was the only one suffering, struggling, trying so hard to make clients happy and failing. So I am going to talk, it looks like on this page, page 141, page 141, um, about subcontractors. And I know I've mentioned this before, but we do check the insurance of all of our trades. We make sure that our trades have insurance before they step foot on the client's property. It's really important because in the event something goes wrong, and of course you never imagine anything's going to go wrong, and experience has shown me that when it does go wrong, it'll be in some new way you... One option I see is Experian headquarters on Anton Boulevard in Costa Mesa. Does that one sound good? Well, gee, thanks, Siri. Um, I didn't ask a question. Sure thing. <laughs> All right. I have no idea what I was talking about. Insurance. Yeah, you definitely want to. My Siri just woke up and started talking to me. Okay, I don't know why. You definitely want to make sure you verify with your own eyes that the people you have coming into your client's home are insured. That's for your benefit because if something does go wrong, um, your insurance won't cover you, won't protect you if you've leaned on somebody who had no business being on the project in the first place. And your client's insurance, insurance would be null and void. And uh, if you are risk averse and you are lawsuit averse, I would say that's something you want to make sure you're very, very intentional about. Page 141 goes on to say that we're happy to work with clients' trades. However... Should a trade or subcontractor who was not hired by KSDG cause a delay to trades which are hired by KSDG, the client will be billed for lost wages and any other fees that are incurred. And I have leaned on that a couple of times. If the client insists on using her electrician, that's fine. But if the electrician is supposed to be done Wednesday at 2 o'clock and my painter's scheduled to come in on Thursday morning and can't do that because the electrician didn't finish, then I'm going to give my painter the day off. I'm going to pay him to go on and do something else. And my trades are very devoted to me for things like that. The fact that I'm aware of how important their time is and when they give me their word and stick to the schedule, I have to give them my word too and take care of them. So I have relied on that a couple of times. It also goes on to talk about the fact that we will not guarantee the workmanship, timing, budget, or anything else of anyone who we didn't hire. So we're happy to consult However, we are not going to be responsible for any of the results that come of being part of a team. And I know that most of you work that way. Most of you find yourself on projects where the client's already hired the builder, maybe the architect, the contractor, etc. 
and you do want to make sure you protect yourself. Now, will a line like that keep you from getting sued? No, absolutely not. And when a lawsuit happens, everybody will point the finger at everybody else, including you. It doesn't matter that you have that line, but if things proceeded to an uncomfortable place where you found yourself getting closer and closer to court, closer and closer to court, uh, rather, the that line in your contract would help mitigate damages. Now, there would be so many other things that would be introduced to offset that. You know, in other words, whoever says you're the person who's at fault, they're going to say that you told them to do X, Y, and Z. They may even pull up some emails where you did direct them with one task or another. So that's not going to protect you entirely, but it could help. Page 141 also goes on to talk about manufacturer, supplier, vendor error. We cannot possibly vouch for every single product that comes into the client's home, right? It's been ordered from a supplier or manufacturer or vendor, and then it's being manufactured who knows where. And then it's being bubble wrapped and put on a container and sent to who knows where before it's finally sent to your supplier, your manufacturer, your vendor. And how many times has it happened that something has arrived damaged? So many times, too many times to count. In fact, I have two steps devoted to deficiencies because I am absolutely positive that many, many things will become will arrive to us imperfect. And so that is our job to let the client know, I guarantee you things will not be perfect. I guarantee you some of the product we ordered will be damaged. I guarantee you they will send the sink with the drain on the right instead of the left, despite the fact that all the paperwork and the order number clearly show the correct sink, right? I have to let the client know that even with our impeccable standards, even with all of our systems and boundaries and protocols, and even with the professional staff and the professional team I have, we will not be able to catch every mistake before it comes into their home. It's just not possible. I now know that lighting manufacturers, for instance, never open the boxes that arrive from overseas. So a product is made who knows where, it arrives at a warehouse in the middle of who knows where, and that box is not opened. It's shipped directly onto a manufacturer supplier, and by the time it gets to you and your client, it's broken. How did it get broken? I have no idea. Could have been broken when they put it in the box. Could have been broken when it was first loaded onto a truck or when it was loaded onto a ship or when it was offloaded. It could have been broken anywhere. But I can tell you one thing for sure, I'm not responsible for it being broken. There's nothing I could have done to prevent it being broken. And so what I have to do is make sure clients know, make sure I'm managing their expectations that so many of the items we see, we receive on a daily basis are damaged, broken, scratched, or the wrong thing. It happens every day, all day, and we do our very best to catch those things and correct them quickly, but we don't have a magic wand and we live in the same real world that they do. The page wraps up by saying that in most cases, the client is able to be blissfully unaware 
of the deficiency or the mistake because we have good relationships with our manufacturers and suppliers. And when a product arrives to our office, we will open it up and we will check it out. And if it's broken or damaged, we'll make that swap before it's needed at the client's house when we can do that, which is not always, but sometimes. One little page out of 300 plus in a book filled with the systems, procedures, and protocols that would allow you to successfully run projects, make your clients happy, and make yourself happy as well. Make every project satisfying for both you and your client. It has to be a win-win. That's volume two. We'd love to have you all purchase the books. And if you're thinking about it, most people do buy all three. Frequently what happens is someone buys one and then they come back for the second and they come back for the third and then the shipping fees really add up. So we've learned to say when we're doing live events, if you're thinking of buying books, buy all three together. Next week, we're going to talk about what's in Win the Flat Fee Game, which is not a game at all. And I want you to be well prepared before you ever step into that arena. Thank you so much for giving us your time. We loved having you here as usual. Make sure to sign up for Santa Monica Elite Retreat. We'd love to have you end of April, beginning of May 2022. That's very exciting. And if you're thinking of joining a boss group, now's the time to reach out to Cheryl so we get you on the list. Everybody, stay well. Go out there and make every project satisfying for both you and your client. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. <laughs>